0: When you hear the word trauma, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me. I've never been the victim of a violent crime or in a war. You know, my parents are still happily married. But defining any psychological trauma is hard because it's such an individual experience. And I've been working with people for over 35 years, and I can tell you, that what traumatizes you might not traumatize someone else. And this is why you might not realize you're dealing with unhealed trauma because you or someone else might be minimizing your experience. I hear clients say it all the time. Well, I'm overreacting, that wasn't a big deal. Or maybe your brother says to you, hey, I grew up in the same house you did and it didn't bother me. Well, today I'm gonna cover the signs of unhealed trauma And how it just might be ruining your relationship. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, here we are again, my lovely. Hello. Nice to nice to be with you. Ah, I'm picturing you right now. That's really what I do when I'm talking into my microphone. I'm picturing you. I'm talking right to you. I've got my notes, you know, about what I want to say, but Really, I'm just thinking of having a conversation with you, um, and I and I love these conversations. So uh, this is yet another topic that was um, given, you know, brought up by uh, a listener, and and actually a few people on Instagram uh, DM'd me and talked about this topic. So, uh, and by the way, if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, you know, go for it. I really try to put things up that are inspiring and just just to try to help you remember to be in your moments and remember how important your relationships are. So check me out there. And if you haven't yet, oh, I'm harping. I'm giving you shit. If you haven't left a review yet and you like me, this, and you're here every week, then come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Go leave a review. Uh, Yeah. Maybe it's a pain in the, it's not really that big a pain in the ass. You can always do it on iTunes, even if you don't, Uh, even if you that's not how you're listening to me. And it just helps tremendously do me a solid, go leave a review. Unless you don't like the podcast, then I don't know why you're listening, number one. And number two, hey. Uh, if you don't like, and if you don't like podcasts or if you don't like things that are going on, I actually would like your feedback, although not in a review, <laughs> I would love for you to email me at abby at com and uh, let me know what you're thinking. And as uh, a few of you have said, it can uh, be great sometimes to listen to the podcast at like 1.5 speed. You know, you can listen to it a little faster because I know I do tend to go on and that way you can uh, hear the whole thing just a little quicker. (laughs) So, uh, you know, if you're time crunched and you really want to hear everything, try it that way. All right. Well, let's get to it. Not an exciting, fun topic, but this whole trauma thing. But something that comes up so much in the work I do and yeah, it just all the time. And I was shocked myself to realize I had unresolved trauma. Because uh, again, I think we can tend to minimize it and think things like, well, everybody has tough days or everybody has tough things and that kind of stuff. It's, it's, yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's talk about it. So how do you define trauma exactly? That would be the first question, right? And Trauma—it's really caused by either sort of one harmful or distressing event, could just be one thing, or or you know one experience, or a series of these kinds of experiences, and. It impacts on some level your ability to cope and function in a healthy way. doesn't mean you're laying in bed and can't get out of it Does't mean you can't have a relationship. you know you've never been able to have one, although it could mean all those things. But often, I think it's way sneakier than that, and that's why it goes unresolved and unlooked at and you know you don't realize it so and I've you know I've talked about this before on the podcast it's It's just hard to pinpoint and it's again, why you might not realize you've had it, because what's traumatic to one person is might not be to another. You know, we're all born with certain temperaments. You're, you come to the family at a different time than someone else, you know, sort of the evolution of the family, uh, being a, maybe you're the only girl and it's all boys or whatever, that gender matters, and all kinds of other factors that, you know, right now, kids who are dealing with the pandemic that it's it's hitting them differently than it hit me, that kind of thing. Uh, all of it all wraps up together to make these, what I lovingly always call the perfect storm. And that really is what means if it's traumatic to you or not, for lack of a better way to say that. So again, you can all be raised in the same family, but you have some issues that maybe your siblings don't in the same way. Um, so how your dad acted as a parent might not have affected your older brother, but might have had a negative impact on you. I, uh, I've i talked before, you know, I'm the youngest of uh, many siblings, and I'm the youngest by a, a large margin, and they all sort of grew up, you know, they have their own thing, but I grew up very separate from them in a lot of ways. So yes, I had to wait online for the bathroom, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I also kind of grew up alone because, you know, they were all in high school and I, w- I think I was in middle school or, or out of the house. My sister left the house when I was nine, eight. Uh, she was already off, you know, she moved out to California from New York. Um, so, you know, I didn't have the same experience that a lot of them had in the family. Uh, just anyway, so just saying that, like, it's all different. And not to mention the the decade I grew up in more, you know, uh, versus them. It all has an impact on this. So I so I, I guess what I want to say, I'm sorry, I'm like searching for words because I want to say this well so you can really understand. Trauma can come from neglect just as easily as from some kind of like physical or sexual abuse. And What I find with many of my clients is that they don't identify something as traumatic because objectively they think, well, I grew up in a good home, you know, maybe an intact family, maybe there was money, maybe they even went to the best schools. So in their head, there was no trauma. But when you drill down, maybe their parents never had time for them and they were shunted off to nannies or other caregivers. Maybe they had, uh, maybe you grew up in quote unquote a normal family, but you had an older sibling who really bullied you. Maybe you had an undiagnosed learning disability and didn't live up to your parents' potential, which, and that was always an issue. You know, there's a lot of things that come to bear. Uh, Maybe you were told you were a drama queen growing up because, you know, you showed a lot, just because you showed emotion compared to your siblings who didn't act that way. And so you seemed like too much or too this or too sensitive or whatever when you weren't. And believe it or not, that's traumatic to our little psyches. We don't feel accepted. We don't feel understood. We don't feel safe. And so again, depending on what else was happening in the family, that can really affect you. There are so many ways for us to be left feeling like there's something wrong with us and that we're not worthy of love. Result, And that results in this unresolved trauma, which shows up in later relationships, that's that's what happens. It, it peaks its ugly head. So, and I want to say, too, that really importantly, because, you know, I love my brain stuff, and I won't go deep in the brain thing. I just want to say quickly, <laughs> trauma literally changes your brain, changes your brain. It's common for people who've had trauma to have brain changes, like physically in their brain. Uh, which can result in things like, uh, what do I see the most? Hypervigilance. I see a lot of that, being very, quote unquote, sensitive. Um, Having a spotty memory, not remembering your childhood, not remembering a lot of details, Uh, not having asked questions. I had a a client who I just adore, I was speaking to the other day, and we were talking and she has this really interesting um, middle name. And I said to her, oh, where's that from? And she's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, really? Like y- you never asked. Um, you know, just talk about there's a way that obviously in her family, we they just didn't talk about certain things or go deep on certain things. Uh, you know, and so there's some, there's just it's just it's not to blame your family or to go back and go, oh, they're a bunch of jerks. It's not about that at all. It's just about noticing these things that that you didn't realize, remember, you know, what do I always say? You're, you know, being a fish who doesn't know it's wet. It's really important to know <laughs> that, that you're a little fishy and that you're swimming in water. Um, emotional reactivity is another one. Poor impulse control. All of these things, uh, result from actual changes in your brain. And we know that when we look at brain scans, functional MRIs, et cetera, that we can see that there's trauma, sh- Traumatic stress has been correlated and associated with lasting changes, lasting changes to your amygdala, your hypothalamus, your hippocampus, your prefrontal cortex. Uh, Your amygdala, you know, that's remember your fight, flight, freeze response. It's your emotional and instinctual center. So that's where you might have some uh, poor impulse control or that um, poor emotional regulation or difficulty um maybe even getting really numb and not even having a reaction that's all from there the hypothalamus remember that gets um that gets sort of activated when your amygdala gets activated so it starts releasing stress inducing hormones cortisol norepinephrine adrenaline, all the good things <laughs> uh into your system and in an alarming rate uh and when those things are being released you because you're supposed to run, right? I'm wiggling on my chair, sorry. Okay. Because you're supposed to run and from the tiger or whatever's coming to eat you. So you get all these hormones to heighten your senses and to to get you ready to to bolt. Uh, Your hippocampus is, and what's really important with your hippocampus, remember also all those stress hormones from the hypothalamus shrink the hippocampus. I've talked about this a lot. They shrink and shrivel it. And your hippocampus controls your memory. And what we what we know is that any kind of trauma leads to reduced activity in the hippocampus and this shrinking and shriveling in the hippocampus. So one, and one of the jobs of your hippocampus is to recognize, well, it's, they, it does a lot, but one of the things it does is recognize what's in the past and what's now, what's a memory and what's current. And when it gets uh, obviously altered like this, you, when something happens in the now, it actually, your brain thinks it's a trauma from the past. So it it can't distinguish. And that's why you might also overreact or underreact. Also, this is the part of your brain that catalogs what's happening. So, you know, the argument with your partner, he said this, she said that, I said this, they said this, you know, sort of takes the memory and kind of puts it away but what happens is when it is shrunken and shriveled and altered you you don't remember things correctly it skews it more negative so you overestimate threats and you underestimate um positive things that are happening so it re- it, it it's all bad right what's happening and then you know the last piece is that uh prefrontal cortex And that, again, responsible in a lot of ways for regulating your emotions and your impulses and for coming up with problem solving and uh, good judgment and really breaking things down. Well, when your amygdala is activated, your prefrontal cortex isn't. It's not working effectively. It can't kind of turn on. So you have a difficult time controlling your fear. You might get stuck in a reactive state. You can't think or problem solve well. You can't remember all the tool great tools Abby taught you on the podcast. That all happens. So, all of that. If you relate to any of that, guess what? All right. And I just want to throw in here really quickly that witnessing a trauma is also uh, can also lead to unhealed trauma. Just witnessing something, even something just once, uh, research has shown that if you're you know being exposed to a trauma can, again, create those same changes to the brain and it making you maybe overreact to a sound, a sudden movement, a facial expression, even years after the event. They've actually done, uh, there was one study I remember reading, I'll link to it in the show notes, I'll go find it, but they were looking at the effects of 9-11 here in the United States and they found that in for the in, that participants who were within, get this, one and a half miles of the World Trade Center on 9-11. I'm gonna... Uh, they had, I want to quote, they had significantly higher bilateral amygdala activity to fearful versus calm faces compared to those who were living more than 200 miles away. So significantly overestimating threats and underestimating opportunities significantly. And in the study, in the summary of it, they said, these results show that exposure to traumatic events in the past was associated with emotional responses several years later in people who were close to an initial trauma. But the participants didn't meet the criteria for a diagnosis of PTSD, depression, or anxiety at the time that they were doing this brain imaging. Get that? I know. So you're sitting going, well, I don't have PTSD. you know. Well, guess what? So even if you witness things, if your dad never hit you, but he hit your mom, uh, even if you, you know, if there was always uh, threats in your household, if, if you, or if you saw something, if you saw a violent crime or something that was, you considered really disturbing when you saw it cuz depending on your age remember too if you see something at age 5 versus something at age 15 it's very different how your memory is going to hold that and and can absolutely be traumatic at 5 when it's not at 15 so i just want to say that too because sometimes people are thinking well nothing really happened to me but there were things around them that they can identify all right so how does it affect your relationship now well when you've got unhealed trauma so so of any kind you're going to experience triggers in your relationship. And I really should say relationships, right? Everybody. uh, We're talking about partners here and that kind of thing, but this obviously applies moms, dads, siblings, friends, coworkers, bosses, everywhere. And, but- You don't realize you're even being triggered, especially if you're thinking you've you're you've never experienced trauma. <laughs> so your partner, your friend, your mom will unintentionally do something. You get triggered, you quote unquote overreact, and then you end up feeling like you're crazy. Maybe later you're thinking, why did I do that? What what, what was I so upset about? Well, guess what? So And let me give you an example I had recently with a client. Um, Let's say your trauma is that you had parents who were just emotionally distant. They were fine overall, but they they didn't beat you or anything. You had food on the table. Maybe you even had money, who knows? But they just were a bit emotionally distant. You didn't have a lot of deep conversations. There was a lot of them talking kind of at you, or maybe you were always looking to get in front of them. Maybe they were working a lot. They could have also been physically distant, right? Anything like that and so in kids they when this happens they end up feeling abandoned they do and therefore unworthy of love you know if kids have magical thinking if I was better then mommy wouldn't work so much that kind of stuff that's what happens so in your adult relationship whenever your partner let's say comes home late you get super upset this is what happened with this partner with this uh, client she was losing her shit when her partner came home late, which wasn't even that often um, because she was assigning a lot of meaning to it. Uh, he doesn't love me. If if he cared, he'd call or he'd make it a priority never to be late. That's what she was saying, really. She goes, if he loved me, he wouldn't be late, period. He would just, I'd be the priority. Like she was reading so much into his his lateness and feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, feeling powerless, feeling resentful, all the goodies. And really, you know, when we really did the work, um, and she'd always described a very sort of idyllic childhood, which always scares me when anyone says that. I'm like, oh, let's uncover that. Um, (laughs) Then we realized that, yeah, there was this emotional distance all the time. And that really is getting triggered now with her feeling going so far with her reactions to her, you know, her man being late. So. Um, or maybe you witnessed your parents fighting a lot when you were a kid and sometimes your dad would walk out or your mom would walk out or you would hear threats of divorce maybe and they never did. They never divorced. They always stayed together. But in your current relationship, you and your partner maybe are having a simple, you know, just a disagreement. You feel overwhelmed with emotion. Uh, and maybe you get enraged or you cry uncontrollably. You're told you blow things out of proportion all the time, but it doesn't feel that way in the moment all, these are all signs. These are all pointing in a, in a direction. So, so I'm going to give you the four signs that you might have unhealed relationship trauma. These to me are the biggies. And so even if you, if you have, or haven't seen yourself in this, uh, yet, uh, let's, let's see if you do now. So the first one is major trust issues. um, I'd say that's the biggest. This can show up everywhere. Maybe you find yourself, maybe you don't listen to your parents' advice anymore, or you think your friends are full of crap when they offer suggestions on how to move on. You think therapy is just people getting paid to listen to your problems. Um, maybe you you get in relationships and you don't trust your partner. Maybe you're constantly checking their phone to see what they're you know really up to, or you don't believe them when they say they love you. You know, all men are this, all women are that. you know th- those kind of generalized statements, you basically you basically don't feel safe in the relationship. Uh, when you maybe you're jealous all the time, you know when th- when there's just major trust issues, and if they mostly show up in your romantic relationship, but if you don't have one, if they show up everywhere, or maybe that's why you don't have one, then that's to me a major sign that there's something going on because at the end of the day, right you would trust yourself so you're not so worried about this other person you would trust your instincts and your judgment but the fact that you're questioning so much says a lot <sighs> number 2 is low self esteem you know if you've either had a traumatic relationship before or if you've again had unhealed trauma of any kind there's this way that you just don't trust yourself kind of what i was just that's why we're leading into this you know um Maybe you're thinking, oh, how could I have picked that guy? What was wrong with me? Or, um, you know, what was I thinking that I went to that school and did this major? I should have taken this and done that. Why did I listen to my dad? Why did I, you know, you, uh, why did I stay with, with that person for so long? Um, why, Oh, everything. Why did I buy that car? Oh, oh, that was such a mistake, and you dwell, right? That and but you dwell in a way like you f- that you feel like you can't trust your decisions or your own judgment, and it often extends past relation. You know, your like romantic relationship and in, into work and other areas of your life. It's sort of everywhere that you just don't feel again worthy or. Um, like you can't, again, like you can't trust yourself. You lose confidence in yourself. You don't feel safe with your own thoughts and feelings. Uh, it's, yeah, it goes on. Okay. And I uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. The third one, and this is big, is this sort of emotional stuckness that I can use uh, for lack of a better language. Basically, something will trigger you and you'll either get stuck in an on position or an off position. Let me explain what I mean. The off position is really the uh, free. It's like it's like you freeze. <laughs> you know the fight, flight, or freeze response. You you're just you 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 stay in that kind of frozen thing. Maybe you. It usually shows up as exhaustion, fatigue, um, emotional numbness, disconnection disassociation, all those kinds of things. You're just like in an off position. Does that make sense? Uh, anything like that, you know, where you're just, yeah, not feeling connected, not never feeling understood, uh, never feeling anyone gets you, or maybe you get stuck in what I call like an on position. And that's more of your fight or flee response kind of thing. And This often results in what we call, uh, in psychology, emotional flooding. So maybe you drive by the restaurant you and your ex used to frequent, and all of a sudden you're crying uncontrollably. See where I'm going here? Maybe your mom died, and and you're talking to someone, and they say, oh, you have your mom's eyes, and you just lose it. Maybe you are again arguing with your partner about something not even that consequential, and all of a sudden you're threatening divorce and you're like losing your shit. Uh, the this is emotional flooding when you feel like you see red, like you can't stop the emotion that's taking you over, like a tidal wave. Um, that's literally like a flood. Um, maybe you overreact with a coworker or a friend, something like that again. You see everything as an attack that they're saying you you just can't hear anything else um again, all emotional flooding, all being stuck in kind of an on position of this sort of heightened crazy kind of kind of thing. you're kind of too connected here instead of the off position where you're just associating and disconnected. Here you're like too connected, okay uh for the fourth thing that I see. That really talks about unhealed, you know, trauma that's really in your that's hurting your relationship uh, is these sort of annoying physical symptoms there. And there's been a lot of research showing this just physical toll that unresolved trauma has on the body. Mostly it all seems to stem from this being on high alert all the time. Our bodies they just they just weren't built for it. Your body was not built for this. They were supposed to experience these types of physical responses literally in the 5 minutes before you died. <laughs> when when that person was putting a knife in your chest or that tiger was taking you down, that is when you were supposed to have this kind of stress, not for hours on a day, year after year. No, no, no. Your body cannot handle it. So uh, symptoms associated with unresolved you know, trauma that you haven't dealt with. There's uh, many. There's many from the research. I'll just give you a few right now. So you might have increased inflammation and arthritis, that kind of stuff. Just uh, and when you have increased inflammation through your body, you can have all kinds of issues from that, as you might imagine. Uh, heart attacks, yeah. Weakened a weakened immune system, chronic pain. So again, some of that's from that increased inflammation, but you know, having pain everywhere, including I see a lot of migraine and headaches, back pain, that kind of thing. And I would say the number one thing I see from unresolved trauma is uh, GI issues. Uh, colitis irritable bowel syndrome diarrhea constipation um it's you know a funny tummy quote unquote there's and the list goes on i don't have time for all that today but it's it's pretty major how much your body can break down um and uh, and what can happen so all of those are if that's showing up in your relationship you can see that the this is these are all major issues in your relationship right now that might be really taking just taking you down and i just want to say this so i really for for trauma things i strongly strongly hello listen strongly recommend getting into some kind of therapy so if, again if any of these are familiar to you or you're just or i'm you know this whole podcast today you've been just sitting there going check 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 it's Super important that you really look into some therapy. There's specialized trauma therapies. Um, there's EMDR, and there's biofeedback, and there's brain spotting. There's tons of things, and there's just therapists who specialized in trauma. Uh, I don't specialize in trauma. I generally refer out for one of those therapies while someone is seeing me. Although I would say that the vast majority of my clients have some kind of trauma, but generally. Uh, regular old therapy, we can get there. And when we can't, I refer out. Uh, EFT is another one, emotional freedom technique. There's a lot of different things that are really, really great research-based for trauma and for resolving it and literally helping you sort of rewire your brain um, so that it doesn't get hijacked. And so I will say that for today, you can come on over to the website, and I do have grounding exercises, which are research-based and shown to be highly effective with trauma response. are super easy to do, so don't let that fool you <laughs> you know into thinking they're not effective. Um, so it will really help stop that fight, flight, or freeze response from hijacking your brain is basically what it does. Again, I'll link to it on the podcast page. Abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. You, you know, you can find it there. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, be kind, patient, and compassionate with yourself. I mean, really, really, really. It's a lot to take in, a lot to think of working on. I cannot diagnose you from here, of course. I cannot tell you you for sure have trauma or not, but I can tell you that it's worthy of exploration if you are really, if it's clicking all the boxes today. Um, and that's it. So I, I, I love you. I want you to really work on this. If this is, uh, just ringing your bell, I really want you to take the time and attention and focus it needs to be resolved. And as much as I, really work hard to always make the podcast, um, really really good. <laughs> it is not an actual substitute for therapy, uh, not for this kind. I can really teach you most things you need to learn here. I really can, but this is sort of another level and I want you to take care of yourself. I adore you. I I really do. I, I need you to really, I need you to take this as seriously as I do and do your best to really take care of yourself and make this a priority. Okay, that is it. I'm sending all the love to have an amazing week and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is gonna help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just wanna say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you, anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. (laughs) My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymedcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.